He Super scientist Nano Girl is on a mission to show everyone the wonders of science. She's joined by her trusty sidekick, the constantly learning artificial intelligence repository. We call her Claire. Let's cross now to Nano Girl's secret lab. What are you doing, Nano Girl? I'm making the sound of a dinosaur. Did you not know that new science has revealed that dinosaurs probably didn't roar? Instead, they made a low-frequency rumble that you would feel in your feet. That reminds me, we had a question about dinosaurs from Eleanor in Wellington. My name is Eleanor. I'm 11 years old. I go to Clyde Key School, and I want to know if we if we can bring dinosaurs back to life. Oh, what a great dinosaur question. In fact, it's very complicated. I'm going to need an expert to help. Can you fire up the jet vault? The jet vault is charged up and you're ready to go. Awesome. See you soon, Claire. in the right place. Hold on. Hello? Hi. 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 Uh, where am I? Clyde Key School. Clyde Key School. Cool. I'm in the right place. Now, I'm looking for somebody called Eleanor. Is there anybody called Eleanor here? I'm Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Did you have a question that you wanted Nana Girl to answer? Yes, I did. What was your question? Can you bring dinosaurs back to life? Oh, Because they do bring dinosaurs back in movies, right? Is there a movie that people have brought dinosaurs back in? Jurassic Park? (sighs) It's it's a dinosaur. Uh Welcome to Jurassic Park. So what happens in Jurassic Park? They bring dinosaurs back to life. And that's a good thing, right? I mean, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Why not really? What happens in the movie? Well, they escape and... They're, and they start roaming free and attacking. Oh, attacking's not good. Okay. Well, don't worry, because I have two experts who I think could help us figure out whether or not dinosaurs could come back. Would you like to go on an adventure? Yeah! Okay, now you're all going to have to squeeze into the jet vault. Is that okay? But it's so tiny. It's pretty tiny, but it's okay. Let's all squeeze in and get going. All right, ready? Squeeze! Okay, cool. Hey, look out the window. We should be able to see Tapapa here. Can anybody see Tapapa? It's down there. Yeah, wow. Cool. Now, it's a bit windy because it's Wellington, so it's going to be a bumpy ride. Just hold on real tight. Here we go. Coming in for a landing. Phew. Okay, so let's go in and meet some of my friends. Welcome to To Papa, everyone. My name is Lara Shepherd, and I'm a geneticist working here at the museum. And I'm Alan Tennyson, and I'm a paleontologist here at Papa. 
Paleontologist. That's a long word. What does that mean, Alan? Uh, paleontologist means someone who studies fossils. Cool. Okay, well, we came here for some help because Eleanor has an amazing question that she would like to ask. Can we bring dinosaurs back to life? Before we answer that, how do we even know that dinosaurs existed? Is it because people have found bones? Yep, absolutely. Yep, the only reason that we know there were dinosaurs around us is because there are fossil bones. So who knows what a fossil is? A fossil is a part of a dinosaur, kind of, like, protected by the earth in a rock. It doesn't have to be a dinosaur. A lot of time in cartoons and movies you see a spiral fossil rather than a bone or something. Yeah, so a fossil is any animal or plant that's preserved, basically, turned into rock. How do you turn into rock? Can I turn into rock? Do I just need to lie on the ground for long enough? It's very rare for things to turn into fossils. It's only a tiny, tiny number of things that preserve as fossils. Most of them get eroded away and destroyed, but um, in very rare occasions they get buried and preserved. So who wants to go and try and look at some fossils with Alan? Anybody? Yeah! All right, let's head down to the basement. Wow! It's amazing. Look at all the bones. They're so amazing. Uh, yeah, let's go this way. So this is where most of the natural history collections of Te Papa are, in this room. It smells in here. It's a bit oily, because there's lots of bones in here, so there's a bit of an oily smell. So these shelves are where the um, fossil bird bones are. So I'm going to find a large moa bone for you to look at. Oh my gosh. Yep, so that's the biggest leg bone from the biggest kind of moa, from the giant moa. So do you want to see how heavy it is? You can pass it around. Wow. It's pretty heavy. It feels smooth but kind of rough around some places. Oh, wow. It's hard to imagine this has been in an animal. This animal would have stood about two metres high at its, just at its back when it was alive. So it was a pretty big bird. In fact, Moa, the giant Moa were the, the tallest birds in the world. And they were obviously uh, a good food source. Um, so they only lasted about 100 years after people got to New Zealand. Okay, this box here has some... Um, much older fossils. So in here are some little crocodile teeth. All these little things. These are um, close to 20 million years old. And this is the only site in New Zealand where uh, crocodiles are known from. So we wow. used to have them in New Zealand, but they're extinct. That's crazy old. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So they're not really crocodiles we're not 100 percent sure what they are they're crocodilians which takes in alligators crocodiles all that group of animals but for simplicity we'll call them crocodiles this tooth here is only about a centimeter long but because crocodiles have a lot of teeth in their jaws um, the tooth probably came from a jaw maybe um, 20 30 centimeters long so the skull would be another 10 centimeters longer and so the actual animal in its total length, because crocodiles are long, skinny things, might have been about three metres long. So they weren't giant crocodiles, but they were still big enough to hurt if they bit you. 
Do we know how long those crocodiles uh, lived? No, we know almost nothing about them because they've only been found at one uh, site northwest of Dunedin, so wow. down in Otago. We just don't really know much about them, which is kind of interesting. So it's exciting, actually, because it's an unknown question. We hopefully will be able to answer it one day with more research. These are some other bones from the same animal. So you can see that they don't quite look like fresh bones. They're kind of black, um, so they've changed colour because normally bones are white when they're fresh. So these have actually, the minerals in them have been altered. They look like rocks, like the colour and the texture. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's what happens in fossilisation. So bones essentially turn into rocks. Yep. Mm. Pretty amazing. These fossils are so cool, but if we want to bring dinosaurs back to life, does that mean that we can't use a fossil because there's no dinosaur in the fossil? That's right, and that's why it's not possible to bring anything back from a fossil because there's nothing left in that fossil um, that contains the animal's genetic code. So we can't. We don't have the instructions. But animals that have been preserved on ice or have been dead for a shorter time can have bits that include some of the DNA or genetic material. So they can be bones or skin, fur or feathers or even poos. Is there a name for a dinosaur poo? It's a coprolite. Does it have to be a very old poo to be called a coprolite, or does any old poo do? Um, Well, it doesn't have to be fossilised, and it doesn't have to be from a dinosaur, so any old poo that's preserved is called a coprolite. So there are scientists who just study poos? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you're telling me if I left my dog's poo out there for about a year, would that be a coprolite? Oh, that's a very tricky question because where something changes into a fossil is not, you know, it's not an 100% thing. So probably a year, no, I wouldn't call that a fossil. But uh, maybe uh, 100 years we could be possibly calling it a so what about dinosaur poo? Can we, can we take the dinosaur poo and then bring a dinosaur back to life? No, unfortunately not. So like the fossil bones, there's no dinosaur DNA left in the um, fossil dinosaur poo. And we really need that DNA to be able to make, in theory, make a new animal, bring dinosaurs back to life. So if we can't bring them back to life with poos and we can't bring them back to life with fossils, Alan, you talked about some dinosaurs being frozen. Can we bring back frozen bits of animal back or dinosaurs? Um, Yeah, the the better preserved they are, the better preserved their DNA is. So something that's frozen or mummified without being changed into rock has a much higher chance of having its DNA preserved. So we can extract DNA from those kinds of creatures that are preserved in that way. Does anybody know what mummified means? It's another type of preserving something, like that came from the Egyptians. They would sprinkle the body with salt and spice. So does that mean to mummify a dinosaur, somebody had to wrap them in bandages and put salt on them, Alan? I don't think there was anyone around to do that then, but something can be mummified just from being dried out. Do we have the science to bring these dinosaurs back? Well, the theory makes sense, but no one has actually been able to do it yet. Just say we did manage to find some dinosaur DNA, then it would be um, probably very, very broken up into really small pieces and we'd have to put it all back together like a jigsaw and there might be bits missing, so we might have to add in DNA from other animals. And just say we did get enough DNA, then we'd have to put it into the egg of another animal 
and if it did form a dinosaur, um, then that dinosaur wouldn't have parents for it to learn how to be a dinosaur, so it might not even behave like a dinosaur. Wouldn't there be some things that's implanted in its DNA to happen, though? Like instinct? Maybe, yeah. I guess it would know what to eat and that kind of thing, but maybe it's sort of some of its other behaviour it would have to learn. If the bit that controlled the instinct was missing, we might replace it with, say, yeah, a chicken's DNA and you'd have a giant <laughs> dinosaur squawking, <laughs> running around trying to flap its arms, randomly pecking at stuff. <laughs> Dino chicken. <laughs> Would we want to bring back dinosaurs if there was a possibility? Well, I think we might not want to bring them back because even if science did make it possible... There are a lot of things to think about. So where would they live? How would we keep them safe? What would they eat? And what if they got out? Yeah, it's always good to think about the impact that science might have. But what do you think? If there was a dinosaur and we brought it back and it walked down the street, would you be okay with that? I would probably think about what the future for that dinosaur would be. Because, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people in this world that would pay a lot of money for it and people would capture it and like sell it and I don't think that a dinosaur would have a good future. Um, I think that we could bring them back to life but we could bring back certain types of dinosaurs so if we brought back a small herbivore that would be fine but we could keep it in the hands of uh, something, someone responsible like a zoo or the government. Well it would be good to bring them back to like watch them and see what they do but if they're too close to people I don't think that's a very good idea. Say if we made one species like the raptor if we wanted it to survive we'd need to at least make 150 of them so they can reproduce. I reckon that's a really good point because you know if you could create one that's not very fair is it because it would need company and then what about its whole environment, you know, you have to create a whole environment for it to make make it safe and be happy. Do you think maybe we should spend the time and the money looking after some of our own animals that are really rare, like kiwi and kakapo? Because it sounds like bringing back dinosaurs would be a pretty big job. Yeah, that might be a good idea first. <laughs> so how many of you would bring a dinosaur back now you've heard about the science of whether it's a good idea or not? I don't think I, I would bring them back. Under specific circumstances, I would bring them back. What are your, what are your specific circumstances? That they're not near us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Eleanor, I think that might help answer your question. So it seems like the experts say that theoretically we might be able to bring the dinosaurs back, but not until we find enough good DNA, which we haven't found yet. And, well, I'm not sure we'd actually want to. Well, team, Laura and Alan, thank you so much for helping us today. I have learned lots about dinosaurs and dinosaur poo. Um, but I think it's time to take you all back to school. All right? Claire, I'm back. Did you answer Eleanor's question? To be honest, Claire, we opened a whole can of worms. This is an area of science where we're still learning lots and we have to think about the ethics. So did you bring a dinosaur back to life? No, 
but we saw fossils, and I'm heading into the lab to make some of my own. Fossils are impressions that have been left in rocks of things that existed long before we were alive. So today we're going to make our own fossil. I have my favourite plastic dinosaur. This is my T-Rex. And what we're going to do is we're going to make some plaster of Paris and combine it with some modelling clay. So if you get your modelling clay and you push it into the bottom of a plate or a bowl, you want to make sure it's nice and flat. And then take your favourite dinosaur and push it into the modelling clay. Push it down really hard until when you pull it out you're left with an impression there. Next you're going to mix some plaster of Paris. I usually use a ratio of two um, to one. So two cups of water for one cup of the plaster of Paris mixture and stir it up. And then you're going to pour it on top of the impression. Don't forget to take the dinosaur out. Now you're going to leave that to set. Usually it takes about 24 hours. And so you'll know when it's set because it will come out nice and hard. So if we tap on it, you can see the plaster of Paris is now set. And I'm going to turn this upside down and remove the clay. And you should find an impression of your dinosaur. And that's how you make your very own fossil at home out of, well, pretty much anything you can find. Uploaded. To have your own science adventure, check out the video on the RNZ website. It's got all of the instructions you're going to need to make your very own fossils. Have a go and let us know how you get on by emailing us at scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. You know, even if dinosaurs didn't roar, I still like making dinosaur sounds. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Nano Girl's great science adventure. And thanks to Alan Tennyson and Laura Shepherd and everyone at Tapapa for helping us to answer this week's question. And especially to Eleanor and her friends at Clyde Key School. Listen to Nano Girl's great science adventure on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and most other podcast apps. Click on the subscribe button and get every episode straight to your device. You don't want to miss next week's episode when we'll find out whether all bacteria are bad. If you have a great question, you can email us at scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. And if you've had a go at the experiment, send us a photo of the finished product. This podcast couldn't have been made without Dr. Michelle Dickinson, Sophie Fern, Janet Van, Joe Davis, Crystal Lee Brown, Liz Garton, Anna Tovey, Claire Easton, Farrelly, Pinky Fang, and all the incredible RNZ sound engineers and our executive producer, Tim Watkin. Nanogirl's great science adventures made possible by the New Zealand On Air Innovation Fund.